Welcome everyone to the TZR Podcast, episode 45. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Frank Nosich. Bienvenue à Jouette de Marseille. You Canadian French man. <laughs> no, no, no. Frank, come on. <laughs> Have you guys not played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2? Yeah, of course you did. The, I mean... Yeah, at the beginning of the Marseille level. That's what the narrator says before you begin the competition. Oh, well, that's uh. a throwback. I didn't get that. Uh. <laughs> Equally as shocked and surprised, uh. Justin Chow. You, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was brilliant and you knew it. Uh. Oh, my. That was... Is it because you're Canadian that you could speak French so well? Is that I how can't that works? all don't you lie to me no i'm serious like my french is awful but uh, speaking of I canadian mean, it, it, yep. <laughs> shane speaking weaver also joins us <laughs> can, wow can you speak french no that was japanese you stupid bastard oh i don't know anything <laughs> man I t- i've said before i'm not a very cultured individual like uh. i'm glad that you guys give me the leeway that you do <laughs> oh. guys how you doing it's. I feel like. Oh, we're... I guess I'm not on this podcast. Oh no, I I introduced you mid thing. I said equally shocked, Justin Chow. Oh, <laughs> but then oh, what about Shane? I don't know. I said Shane. I got in there. Don't worry. Everybody's here, and everybody knows. Uh... It. Um, <laughs> if our listeners can't tell, we're still trying to get back on track after the ridiculousness of packs and being completely inundated with writing and just crazy assignments that we still have i I don't know about you guys but i'm still sitting on like four reviews and like three other articles oh my gosh i got one thing two things after packs and i have what eight more to go or some shit doing great you have you have actual reviews to do i just have notes that i want to put down and throw out to people yeah i should have my reviews coming out uh at least two of them tomorrow so look forward to reviews of rive and uh ocean horn for ps4 it's going to be great. Uh, okay, so guys, it's been uh, not a crazy week in news this week. Uh, there has been a lot of kind of negative news on the Sony front. Um, kind of, I mean, they brought that on themselves, though. Well, yeah, a lot of that's coming yeah. off of the absolutely horrendous conference uh, for the PlayStation it, 4 Pro. It kind of looks like if like a kid Gosh. had like a, a project to do and did it last minute, that would be the PS4 Pro. I'm like, pretty sure that's very... everything at that conference. Yeah, that's very uh, astute. In, t- in tune with what I'm feeling from that conference, so just sheer disappointment I'm like you can do better than this i know you can yeah it was just... disappointment if you're a sony fan if you're an xbox fan that was a godsend well i really think like and i've heard this opinion shared a bunch before but i think that with the with that conference in particular like i think sony knew what they were doing for the neo for quite some time and in their eyes they thought it was going to be this huge like quantum leap of craziness so they were like prepping for that and then they were just totally caught off guard by microsoft at e3 and were like well shit you know now like we're too far along in the production of this neo and we can't really backpedal on what we're doing now so let's just change gears fast yeah let's just dive in head first with this and hope that people don't hate us if we just add an extra layer into the PlayStation 4 and jam-pack it with a bunch of shit, maybe people will like us. Yeah, no. It's just going to make... they're still going off the goodwill that they built up when the console first launched, still kind of riding that wave of popularity. I mean, it's still it's still up there, man. Like, yeah. The PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. still... Their, their sales numbers are like pretty they're like double xbox ones yeah it, I mean, given like xbox one yeah. s like they're selling pretty well but still it's been doing rock solid up. this whole season but now it's like you know it, it's confusing the market like they totally brought this upon themselves but they're essentially just completely yeah. confusing the market like what device yeah. do you get like when mom and dad go in to buy fucking little timmy a new console and the gamestop <laughs> employee is like oh well you can get this ps4 slim or a ps4 pro like how do you even engage in that conversation short of like Oh, do you have a 4K? Which one should I get? Yeah, well, well it's like, do I you want... have a 4K TV? Okay. No. Oh, well, is it still better? Oh, well, it does these other things that could make it better, but like, blah, blah. Like, it's just weird. It's just awkward. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost 4K. I think we got a little bit of carryover from last week leaking into uh, yeah, this so, week's podcast. Yeah, so we talked about a pretty. I wasn't on last week's, but I wish I was on last week's. Yeah. You... Nah, neither was I. There was a lot of uh, a lot of packs talk, but. Uh... Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys missed out, but don't worry. There's plenty to talk about this week. Um, I've only got four topics uh, to discuss this week. A couple of which are primarily PlayStation, but uh, you know, we'll all, we'll all share our opinions. Uh, so I heard actually 
so just a side note to that all that stuff right so as far as like the confusion with uh with the different systems sure but like playstation 4 right is it now the most popular or no the most sold system is it no it's getting there uh it might be on the fast track of like the uh greatest expansion rate of of uh a uh you know a sales um base but What, what can I say? The PS2 is still... The PS2 and the DS still got it beat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the DS I mean, is, like, the most heavily sold, adopted, and, like, profitable system in history. Um, PS2 has no, sold PS2. 155 million units. The Nintendo DS has sold 154.2 yeah. million. Oh, how about that? Oh, well, yes. how close does the uh, Wii come to neck that? Neck and neck. The Wii, surprisingly, the Wii I think it was only 101. Oh, wow. 101 million. Huh. I'm looking at the list right and now. And I think so. PS4 had an adoption rate of we're at like what 40 or 50 million at this point. Right now, the PS4 has outsold the Nintendo 64. PS4 has sold 43.5 million. Yeah, I thought it was around that range. Would you say? So, uh, would you say that PlayStation 2 was on par with the Xbox? It was, right? And then it was Xbox 360, PS3, or was Xbox like just? Like a half step between the PS2 and the PS3. I think they wanted okay. to come off in that way, of but in terms of hardware or sales, in terms of hardware, no, that sales. that very much belongs in the PS2 powerful. generation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, all right, that's what I thought. So maybe the PS2 literally had that much that amount of sales only because there was like literally no competitor in that sector. Besides it was the, the DVD. Nintendo. Well, DVD integration is what sold that thing and had that fly off the roof for yeah, for, especially uh, so in, well, in international. That is why they got their Blu-ray. That, oh, that, that and the PlayStation 2 was an established brand. That was Microsoft's first attempt at making Absolutely. a console. So nobody uh, kind of okay. like knew what was going to happen there. And they were kind of like skeptical adopters until they had the killer apps to push the consoles. Mm-hmm. And PS2 had like a huge international presence. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of those numbers were uh, overseas and, uh, and UK. Yeah. No, South America, too, I would think, because like the, uh, the Sega Genesis sold very well in South America, which really kept sega flow for a while and mm. europe where it was like uh, yeah, we'll have like to, dominated north america for mm, the most part note to self we'll have to find those heat maps those uh <laughs> those ps2 heat maps guys yeah. our news this week comes in the form of major delays <laughs> really kind of upsetting and at this point comical delays uh first starting with the last guardian which is so hilarious and unfortunate I mean, to me like Okay. Get your death threats ready. I, I've already, I've already come to terms with. I'm just not gonna listen to release dates anymore. It doesn't matter. It's happened mm-hmm. way too often. I mean, and honestly, like, uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about it. Well, honestly, here, like, I want thing. it to be good. Like, but I also, why didn't you just give me the release date that you thought it was like? Like, just push yourself back. Game delays at this point are are par for the course, right? We're not unfamiliar with game delays. They happen to pretty like any game of any clout, like is going to be delayed at some point. It's it's just inevitable. But with this game in particular, like, it is so unreal to me that they would allow this to happen. You know what I mean? Like, Again, yeah. yeah, like, this Another. game has been teased and sought Wait, after and hyped. Game and it's, it's, that's been pushed back for almost a decade over and over again and then to the point where it actually went off of people's radars for, like, what, two, three, four years? then it came back on like you're thinking this is the game that would be the weirdest to have a delay no i'm, well, I'm saying it, i'm saying it's it, unacceptable i'm saying it's unacceptable for this game to have a delay like with others sure horizon gets pushed back a little bit okay it sucks that they're missing holiday season but like whatever you know what i mean like that that game was only pushed back what twice at this point this game yeah. you know being pushed back almost a decade after going through an entire development cycle on ps3 to then apparently be too ridiculous to be developed for that console and then transition to the PS4 and then going radio silent for the first two, like whatever it was, like two years or what have you until they're like, okay, finally this game that everyone's known about for almost a decade. And, you know, we've said that it's going to come out eventually and has gone through this crazy development cycle that nobody knows anything about. uh, We're finally going to launch this game. And they made such a big deal out of it at V3. They put the October date on there. It was such a huge deal. And now it's like, and now literally at the 11th hour they're like oh sorry we need to pull the carpet out from you one more time it's like <laughs> really and the joke is it's like i mean thank it's like you. delaying a wedding yeah <laughs> yeah over and over and over it, i think at this point it's sort of hard to understand like how can i put this it's almost like i can't 
like, I can't accept that this game has another delay because I don't think at this point that the IP is worth it. You know what I mean? Like, there was mm-hmm. so much hype for this built up after so, like, over such a long period of time that, like, if the game was really of a crazy high merit, like, if it was really, like, whatever, I might be more forgiving for it. But we know almost nothing about this game. It's it, just the fact that it came from the people that did Shadow of the Colossus, which, sure, Shadow of the Colossus was an exceptional game. Nobody knew that before. Before Shadow of the Luck, uh, Shadow of the Colossus came out, but that's fine. Um, but to have just that pedigree carry this game over ten years worth of delays and or ten years of development and I don't even know how many delays at this point. It's just like there's no way that th- this game is going to come out. And I'm not trying to be negative, but I cannot imagine a world where this game comes out and people were like, "Man, this was worth the wait." You know what I mean? I gotta tell you. I, I've seen the gameplay. Sorry, you go, Shane. Well, it's that when this game first came out, I gotta, I gotta be straight with you. I've, um, I'm not. You mean when it was first announced? Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, when it was first uh, leaked, really, in 2007, and based on the leaked footage people were seeing, I, I gotta, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Shadow of the Colossus. To be perfectly heathen uh, out there <laughs> heretic get out of the burn way. him no, at I the mean, stake <laughs> it, it's Ico and shadow of the classes were very unique titles which you know gave it clout gave it like that i that idea behind like yeah this game is it's it's so different that i want to see more different right but it's now turned into a game of like when it comes out people are probably going to be like Oh, this is the game that's you know been delayed for a decade. Let me check it out. Versus, oh, this is the game that fucking Team Ico came out. You know, this is Ico three technically after Shadow of the Class and then in Ico, it's another more like Duke a Nukem forever see, situation. Here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing though. It's like, like I I love <sighs> I love Shadow of the Colossus, and I would put it like in the ballpark of like not not one of my favorite games of all time definitely one of the best games on the ps2 for sure like you know i would absolutely give it that i agree with that but like but it wasn't like this kind of it it wasn't this uh, groundbreaking thing i think what bothers me about games like shadow of the colossus and ico is like if you go back and play them like they they've aged fine i guess you know what i mean like you can Mm. still play them like they're not they're not unplayable but like i think a lot Mm. of the appeal that comes from those games and maybe this is me just sounding like an asshole now but it's like they're they're these artsy fartsy like oh this game changed me when i played it and stuff and i think people are so obsessed with the fact that they're like oh man this is an art game and i I'm, I'm like forever changed the person that I am after playing Shadow of the Colossus. It's like, I, it's like I can understand why someone feels that way, but like fucking really, like that doesn't make something <laughs> like Last Guardian inexcusable. It's the same thing with Journey, right? And uh, and I know I'm gonna get a, there. I'm gonna get a lot of haters for this one too. But Journey is a good game. It is not a great game. It is not worth a replay. It is not worth like the fucking three different versions that we've had to come out for. Sure, it's free on PS4, and if you haven't played it, I highly suggest that you play it but it's not this fucking brain melting experience you know what i mean it's something cool it's something there. interesting and fun but it's not this like holy okay, shit whoa thing. there 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 okay, what okay, you just okay, said right okay. there okay relax the, was, when you started off i was gonna like i disagreed with you but then you touched upon the point that i was gonna make it's not that they're these mind-blowing i've been changed forever they're artsy fartsy games i think yeah they're very artistic games and they're great for that but the problem or not the problem is or but the thing with like things like ico and shadow the Colossus is that they're games that you play once and that you have very little incentive to play immediately. Maybe if you let it sit there and like, um, and like let it like uh, build up over time and sort of miss it, like, yeah, I want to experience it again, you'll kind of play it again. Sure, but you're never going to have that first experience that you've had with it when you played the game because it's completely off the rails from what you're expecting from a traditional game. Totally, totally It's a pick-up once, experience it, and then, okay, I've had this one experience that I've never had anywhere else before. I'm satisfied. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's like, if... If someone who has never played a game like Shadow of the Colossus before just heard all of this sort of external fervor about it and like, oh my god, this game's gonna blow your fucking mind kind of thing, like, I... Yeah, then you're ruining it for yourself. Yeah, it's like, like, I almost don't think that Undertale, it would be able to carry yeah. that much. When people went into Undertale thinking like, wow, you really have to play this game because it's got this in it and this, then you're ruining the experience. You're supposed to go into a game like that, or not supposed to, but the best way to experience a game like that is to go in complete blind mm-hmm. and experience it for See, yourself, come to your own I mean, conclusion. That's, that's why they're 
That's why they haven't released anything on this on uh, the Last Guardian was solely yeah. because of the fact that they want people to go in blind. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah. only hype around it is basically the pedigree. Well, the pedigree and also the the length of development and all the media coverage of where has it been? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean that's might, that's might what's... just be might be actually a perfect formula when you think about it. Well, like, think of it the, this way, right? They have all the advertising they possibly need, whether it be positive or negative. People will still say this is the Team Ico game. This is a artsy fartsy game or whatever that's unique and clever and whatever for its time back on PlayStation Two. And then this comes out, but, but nobody knows what it is. But so see, that alone will sell it. And then maybe, maybe, and I don't know, just positively, optimistically thinking, maybe the game will actually be mind blowing and you know, mel brain melting. But see, see, here's the thing. Like, th this is exactly why the de like a de another delay and all of the delays that have you know reached this game thus far are hurting it so much because like now the hype for the game has exceeded the actual interest in playing it. At least in my mind, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, that's like just something. Reason, something I like, like at, I look at forums. People are still raving about it. A lot of people are saying, okay, okay. "Please, by all means, take the time to build out your game. Well, hang and make on. It perfect. Well, hang on. Let me let okay. me flash this back, right? Did you feel or have any of those inclinations when you played Shadow of the Colossus? Probably. I, did. I, I mean, I like Shadow but of the were Colossus. You, but I wouldn't want to see But what I'm though. saying is, were you were you hyped for it months and months beforehand and following this crazy development schedule and getting hyped and building it up with the community? Probably not. I, was I mean, told to be hyped. I mean, I mean, like, oh, in my what, experience, what does that have to do with anything? I, I'm saying it. He's talking about this. He's talking about the hype train and the cycle of. I'm saying building how up excitement how it affects the experience, right? Yeah. Like. With something like Shadow of the Colossus, when I played it, it just came out and I played it and was like, wow, I had this surprising, exciting experience. Now that everyone's sort of built up The Last Guardian to be like, oh my god, this is going to be this huge thing, 10 years of development, holy shit. And if it doesn't live up to this totally mind-blowing experience, even yeah. this totally yeah. unrealistic yeah, expectation that people have for this game, it's like... I, I think it's going to hurt for it. Like, I think when people review this game, they're going to go into it thinking, this is the game that we've waited think, 10 years but for. But I don't think six-week delay is going to change that at all. It's, it's, it's I don't just think the ceremonious. No, no, it's not the six-week delay that's going to do that. It's the 10-year delay that's been yeah, perpetuated already, by games media as a whole. It's our fault that the game is at the level, at the lofty uh, level that it's at right now. Well, I don't know if it's our <laughs> Half fault. Half our fault. A lot I mean, of an industry. If it came out, if it came out when it was supposed to back in like 2012, yeah, then it, I mean the hype would still sort of be there because of the fact that it's a Team Ico game. But now it's a Team Ico game that has been in development for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see the uh, the whole reason I touched upon Shadow of Colossus in the first place is because uh, I was uh, my impressions of the community going through has changed over the years. When it was first announced, I was so annoyed by all the people raving the game because mm -hmm. I was not in the same circle. I didn't enjoy Shadow of the Colossus to the same extent as a lot of other people did. So for me, it was very just annoying to see that that reaction. Then it started to be a little bit pompous because it's like, haha, this game's not coming out. Take that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then screw you, people who want to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> essentially. And uh, as I mean, come on, I'm in high school. Of course, I got that attitude. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly, it starts getting to the point where it looks like it really might not come out. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? Actually, I'm starting to feel bad for these people. They wanted this <laughs> game, and and now they're not getting it. And Aww. then suddenly, we finally see like, oh, the game comes back, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Good for them. Everyone's gonna get their title that they finally longed for. <laughs> and now we finally got this last delay, and I'm laughing because it's like, oh my god, <laughs> nothing goes well. Yeah, nothing goes well for anybody. And it's funny too. I will say, I mean, on the point of that, like, I don't even know if you could call it a press release, but what, uh, what is it, Yoshida from fucking Sony, when he was like mm -hmm. talking about like what he basically said, all the same things that I read while while building out that game timeline on our website, mm -hmm. which was, guys. We're trying to make the game perfect. I can't tell you anything about it right now, but we're working really hard. The work is really hard, guys. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Do you know Which how hard it is to make a perfect and game? Yeah, and that, and that's the it's thing. Very like hard. like and, uh, and that's I, why I all of these delays game. and all of the hype yeah, in, in my mind are like working against it. Because any imperfection at this point is gonna be like, really? You I, worked on this yeah. for ten years, really? Like I'm clipping through a wall <laughs> right now, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> why the expectation through his eyes. The expectation level is just way too high, and there's no way they can hit that 
at all. That's what which it, is that's... a shame because it may be an excellent game. It may be like mind blowing, but then there's always going to be like that faction of people who say, "Well, this could be better," and you had ten years to work on it. Why isn't it better? Well, yeah, and and, and this is you know where I brought the comparison with the hype levels for Shadow of the Colossus because like when Shadow of the Colossus came out. That is not a perfect game. There are full-on problems with it, like clipping with aggro off of cliffs, uh, cliffs and stuff. Like, that game has technical issues, but nobody talks about them because they were too busy enjoying the game. At this point, it's <laughs> like people are going to be looking at The Last Guardian as this 10-year project or whatever, and every imperfection is going to be so obvious and so loud, you know what I mean? And, it, like, it sucks. And I know I've been coming off as very negative during this topic, but it's like, you know, I want the game to be good i want this to be the best game i've ever played in my life and like totally blow my freaking mind and i hope that it's great um but i i just think that sony is not doing themselves any favors and it's like i feel it like this surprising. whole thing is just so mind-blowingly mismanaged I, like i will be honest it is really really surprising that for a game or a company you know shadow of the classes sure it was great team might go you're great stuff guys great stuff it is surprising that this game hasn't been canceled, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I am it super surprised. Was. It's not a Final Fantasy 15. It's not a Final Fantasy game you would expect it from a Final. I mean, well, like the Final Fantasy has wasn't... the clout, but like the last because people are gonna buy a Final Fantasy game regardless. Right. It's like, oh, it's a Final Fantasy game. I need it because I have all the others. Might as well buy this one. Mm -hmm. like, the only reason it wasn't canceled though is due to its legacy. Yeah, but like even the legacy, it's not a Final Fantasy legacy, you know? No, no it's not. But, I mean, Shadow of the Colossus is still a heavily revered title, and Sony knows that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of their internal, like, you know, baby developers that's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we, we've got a, you know, this is part of what resembles the overall brand of Sony, having games like this, you know what I mean? Like, you, mm -hmm. there is no equivalent to Shadow of the Colossus on an Xbox or a Nintendo console, there's just not, you know what I mean? No. Um, there's just God. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's uh, sorry. it it sucks, but I mean it is what it is, and honestly, I don't think the six week is gonna be that big of a difference. Is it overhyped? Oh, not oh, oh, any any game, any game, any fucking game that's gotten this amount of like media attention for the past ten years will have overhype, you know, written all over it. Yeah. So yes, am I gonna be disappointed by it? I really hope not, but there's like a ninety five percent chance that I probably will be. But I am gonna try it anyway you yeah. know but at the um, end of the day like if you're taking a couple extra months to finish polishing off the game why is this a bad thing even I, if you've not, had that's, this that's much it's, it's just oh, no no it's a, like it's my answer to that would just be it's just ridiculous it's just insult to injury you know what i mean and well, to push it so far back in the schedule like what december yeah six december it's December 2016. I, uh, I don't know the actual. No, no, no. it's it's I, the first week of December. Yeah, and December it's to be coming out the second, no, the last week of October. So it's oh, technically okay. like what? Yeah, like five, six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. It's just it's adding insult to injury. It's like I feel I empathize with oh. the people that are like you know on the highest it, level of hype for this. Yeah, but if you've waited this long, a couple yeah. extra months isn't gonna like if you waited a decade. Yeah, well, it's another couple months. You have a lot of other games on your backlog that you can easily pick up to fill the void. I mean, not from okay, Sony, not, not first-party Sony, not for the holiday season. Okay. Not, they they have yeah. they have Call of Duty and Battlefield uh, Battlefield 1 and uh, Titanfall 2. Those are the only major releases that at least I can think of in this moment that are coming out holiday season. There's literally nothing else. Like, am I wrong? Like, mm, I have a feeling you're wrong, but uh, it's all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. Listen, no, no, I'm listen, gonna check I'm gonna myself say, now. I'm just gonna say I'm with curious. the Last Guardian, like the difference between the Last Guardian for me versus like a game that is overhyped. Because honestly, if Last Guardian comes out and I do play it, I'm actually thinking when I sit down and play it, I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, so this is coming from a game or a studio that made two games that I absolutely love. And am I overhyped? I don't. I'm actually starting to try to think, and I don't really think I am because there's nothing really to be overhyped about, you know, besides it being a Team Michael game versus say my hype for No Man's Sky where I wanted X, Y, and Z because they told me I could do A, B, C, D, E through Z, you know? But then I realized that they only delivered on D. That hype told me that I would be getting X, but I really... Well, there's a lot of fucking math. Really? But I would get this, but I really ended up getting that. So, I mean, in this... Maybe they did actually manage hype pretty well. Are you guys really that hyped for Last Guardian? Because you don't really know that much about Last Guardian to be hyped about besides it being a Team Ico game. Are you are you asking the ether or are you just asking us? 
I'm just asking you. I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not excited for it. Not even so sort So then of. if you were to play this game after enjoying to the level of you enjoyed Shadow of the Class and Nyko, there's a chance that The Last Guardian would just be right up there, you know? So would it really be that big of a deal? I, I mean, yeah. is it a... You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, I'm totally with you. My Is it really that hype, hyped up? Well, my personal outlook is I avoid trying to get hyped for games. Like, I'll take in whatever media. You would be like Alex and not watch any trailers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I'll watch trailers and I'll take interest in it, but yeah, I'll try yeah. not, I'll try to contain my excitement and take the mentality of, well, I'll see it when it comes out in full, and then I'll judge it by that instead of being excited for vague features that may or may not be in the final product. Right. Like, so far, all I know is that you play around with this guy named Trico, uh, Trico, who's Trico. a bird cat. Bird it, cat evolves, it evolves into... Uh, Whatever the hell Trico evolves into. Pokemon joke that I failed at. My yeah, bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, he, it was picks, he picks you up and it looks adorable. And then. Uh, and that's what we know. <laughs> it's made by Team Ico. Yeah, exactly. See? So, like, yeah. when I pick up this game, I'm probably not going to. I'm not going to care in that level of me caring for No Man's Sky. So, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe they actually did a great job with shunning out all types of details from the community or to the community my, during all press releases. My only expectation from this game is to provide me with a charming experience where I play as a young boy who goes along <laughs> with Are you reading the Wikipedia page right now? No! <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> I just get to go, be with my little bird pet guy, and Pretty just big, spend, though. you know, a nice 10-hour long campaign getting to be affiliated with this creature, learning to love it, and then it probably dying at the end. Yeah, that's, that's... Just like... Oh, oh my yeah, god. Dude. I'm not gonna spoil it. I was just gonna say spoilers, come on, man. Oh shit, what if he does die? That sucks. Dude, that's... Don't you know... Spoilers. Don't you know that that's like video game logic? Like, how do you get know, someone emotionally invested? You kill it. an animal. That's yeah. what they it's do. It's like yeah. this, right? If it's you're reading, watching, or playing a mystery game, I never try to guess what's about to happen, because I don't want to spoil it for myself. And that's like the type of player that I guess I am, versus like, say... Shane, who just like, oh, I see where this is going. Oh, I know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I fool myself. Anyway. Well, but... guys, in other delays, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, uh, Igarashi has delayed uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night until 2018. Um, no, yeah, which makes me very sad because, like, mm -hmm. after playing the demo of that game, it's, like, really good. And I think that it's on pace to be, like, an actual, like, you know, positive story that's coming out of uh kickstarter but uh yeah so it's it, what's interesting to me about this story is that they he would even give a date of 2018 we're talking two years from now he's saying oh yeah it'll be out then like is it better to give a date versus like giving some ambiguous uh probably in the next two to three years i mean <laughs> i know? think because they had an initial release date they have to they give have a date to. yeah but um yeah. well so See, oh, I think I... this carries a lot of ill will with it as as well. Um, do you really? Because, oh, I absolutely do. Almost more so than The Last Guardian. Um, and the reason being is what we just came off of with Mighty Number no. 9. Well, yes. We do okay. not need to affiliate Bloodstained with all of its success. Because you and I have both played it. It It is fantastic. But... To for it to be along the same lines of a cap or well in this case Konami um, legend leaving the studio, starting his own thing, funding it, and then delaying it is yeah it, it, it's it's hitting too many of the same beats. Yeah, and you're absolutely right with that. I think the major difference is the first demo that we played for Mighty Number no. Nine was also very bad. <laughs> um, like that that there was almost no oh, improvement after that. that. Yeah. yeah, Bloodstain had a very bad. good proof of concept. Yeah, and that like it was just universally said as like, wow, this is very good, and it evokes exactly what you promised us. Yeah, I mean, the, we have more, please. The only yeah. the only issue that I took with the uh, with the demo for Bloodstained was, and I know that this is a dumb request, but it was that it wasn't pixel art. Um, it, it's like this pseudo 3D cell shaded thing, which is fine. Um, I think it works for for what they're trying to do. But I mean, like gameplay, like feel wise, it was right on point. It was exactly exactly what I wanted from a pseudo Symphony of the Night. You know, no doubt. Um, it's that in when it comes to the public eye, what we do here in the industry, writing you know articles about these things and having people react, mm -hmm. I get the impression that I'll, <laughs> there's going to be people who who 
resonate with those the same feelings they had with Mighty Number no. Nine and kind of that. That's why I I really was hoping Bloodstained could avoid having the same issues. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that it's going to inevitably be a much better game, and I'm calling that right now. Yeah. Just, what's What's interesting to me is that how all of these completely separate kickstarting or kickstarter projects like like very like intangibly but very like you know apparently affect one another right so it's like our impression of bloodstained is totally affected now because of our experience with uh mighty number nine and then the only like you know the only opposing thought that i have for that is like uh ukulele that's on its way out looks super promising and i'm hoping i'm hoping so much that that game 2018 well no that that game comes out and is great because if it does then it will completely reinvigorate the confidence that people have in stuff like bloodstained because they'll be like yeah crowdfunded games yeah they'll be like okay this can happen correctly you know i think i'm the only person who has not had a negative experience with Kickstarter and video games thus far. Well, I think it's... Because the few games that I have backed, I have been nothing but ultimately satisfied with. And I have a lot of hope for this next one coming out that ultimately I have. Ultimately satisfied. I mean, yeah, give me a few That's examples. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I want to be ultimately satisfied. Like, these three projects, like uh, Mighty Number no. 9, Ukulele, and Bloodstained, I would say are the most high-profile Kickstarter I, games that have come out in quite yeah. some time and have, ga- and have garnered the most attention from them. Um, Especially after Broken Age, just shit the bed basically yeah no exactly for all intents and purposes it was awful but then like from my perspective the way i've seen like i've backed up project eternity and i thoroughly love that game and i packed backed wasteland 2 and i love that game oh that was and, pillars of eternity and wasteland 2 right yeah well it was project eternity then became pillars of eternity yeah, yeah so um and just the way that those two were handled, mind, mind you, one was Obsidian, but in Exile did Wasteland 2, which means I'm like nothing but, and here I'm going back on what I said earlier, I'm very much hyped for Torment, Tides of Numenera, yeah. because I have a really good proof of concept in the beta that I've been given because I backed it to that amount. I'm very much hopeful for Kickstarter as a platform with certain developers. But that's not to take anything away from the fact that like these projects, they're the big ones that everybody is sort of looking at. Yeah, it's kind of a shame but that... I guess my... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry, I was, I was going to say, I guess my point is that for all these like really hyped projects, you're going to have ones that are not... that don't really have the spotlight on them that can act as proofs of concept for Kickstarter as a medium or as a, as a, as like a means of game production, but it's just not going to be recognized as such. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's sort of what's upsetting to me about like how these three titles in particular have essentially like created the, you know, the social zeitgeist for what Kickstarter is for a lot of people, at least in the console space. You know what I mean? Like they, they've yeah. basically created what people think Kickstarter is and how it works you know, which is weird because, like, there's other titles that I've played that were Kickstarter titles that I had nothing but, you know, sensational experiences with. Like, I didn't back them, but something like Shovel Knight. Like, Shovel Knight may still oh, yeah. be one of the best games I've played in the last few years. And, like, that was a Kickstarter title. So, like, the, and that's nothing but a success story because Yacht Club just continues to dump to, new yeah. awesome content to that game. It's incredible. You know what I mean? Like, if I wish of anybody... Shadowrun. Also, all the crossovers that it's also been a part of, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, it's like I almost wish team. that... a great job. Yeah, I almost wish that they had more of a stake in, in the public opinion of Kickstarter. Whereas I think, it, you know, yeah, just like this conversation, they're sort of like the, oh yeah, like, they also did that. You know what I mean? Because I think people I mean, typically I mean, I look feel like, like um, was, was Tabletop Simulator a Kickstarter title? I don't know that that game. Okay, never mind. Then. I was but going like, somewhere all, else. All crowdfunding stuff, it will, it will always have its risks. Like always, like even in not just well, video game industry stuff, but like in anything. Like, do you remember? Um, I'm not sure if this was actually Kickstarter, but it was crowdfunded. It was, was called Coin. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a credit card that can be all of your credit cards and whatever and it like got pushed back for four years it took people's money like a hundred dollars to be part of like the first people who got the first batch of coins right yeah and uh apparently coin just never came out or maybe it did come out recently but like it had a huge problem when i was looking into it which was a year ago so it's been about four years or so so i gotta say i gotta see if anybody came out but there will always be risks not just in video games yeah it's just it's just you you just gotta make sure i think what it comes down to it is like if you're looking into 
if you're looking into funding a project on like Kickstarter, you just got to understand and know the team and make sure that they have all the right pieces of the right ingredients to making a game. Well, Except for Mighty Number no. 9 did kind of fuck that up. So maybe I should. Don't aim too high. Like aim, set a realistic goal. Shoot for like and... the 10 the $10 mark and not not go all the way in. Yeah. Not even the $10 mark, but like You're talking shoot about the, for the development team. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah never mind. No, you are. Shane, you Shane, about? you had a point before. What were you saying? Something else. Oh, <laughs> Don't I, worry. I've just uh, been, right. uh, it. Like the the whole uh, perception of the you know Kickstarter platform is almost the same perception we hold with certain publishers at this point, where you know there's individual development teams doing it, but in this case, uh, the publisher of sorts is the community funding, and so you know, it's it's the reputation of Kickstarter is held up by key titles the same way that you know, a publisher like, you know, say Activision would be held in its uh, regard by the public eye by its titles like Call of Duty and Call of Duty and et cetera, yeah. right? Call so, of Duty. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, you know, I don't know, some like EA, of course they have their EA sports department where Kickstarter has their mighty number nines, but then they'll have their dead space, which gets corrupted, but that's another thing. So yeah. anyway, I guess uh, I'm just saying that, you know, it, it's not too unfamiliar to what we already put up with with um, the perception of publishers when we talk about the perception of what we see uh, for Kickstarter and how just a couple of games can taint its whole yeah, reputation. That's a smart way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, I will agree with Justin though in the sense of people will see this as, you know, uh, Kickstarter is just the you know travesty of any indie video game you know company. Just if people go on Kickstarter to fund it, don't hold out. Don't hold your breath for it because there's a strong chance, like all of his other predecessors, that it's just gonna come out like shit or not come out at all. Yeah. Like I can understand that people just put it under this umbrella of it being a Kickstarter game or a crowdfunding game, you know? Yeah. Huh. It's that sort of skepticism based on a few bad apples that have ruined the the medium. Not. Yeah. I keep saying medium. I don't mean to use it as a medium, but the platform. No, I know. No, it's I mean, I know it's it is. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think ultimately it's just a it's a bummer that this happened, especially because there hasn't <laughs> been a game in this in this genre in so long. I think the next closest one is like Axiom Verge, which was a really fantastic game. Um, but you know that that Metroidvania, you know, Nintendo's obviously not giving us anything in that space uh, unless yeah. <laughs> unless they surprise us unless they surprise us with a uh, real Metroid game when the NX gets announced. Yeah. But you know, and side note, I just looked this up right now. But terrible, you remember when you said like if you th- you know if you give the, like a release date beforehand, you should probably give like a, a follow up one. Yeah. Right, exactly. So the Last Guardian, not to bring that back up. Apparently, and I'm looking at our timeline right now on our game homepages. 2010 Tokyo Game Show, they did say, oh, The Last Guardian will be ready for PS3 2011 holiday season. PS3. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Man. Ooh, this, 2010. The game had such a weird development cycle. I really did. I um, remember, okay, hang on. Since we're on the topic, I remember somebody on Reddit, I think it was Reddit, they posted their original receipt for the pre order they had for Duke Nukem Forever purchased in like 99 or 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a $15 yeah. pre order from GameSpot. And he posted it saying something along the lines of, I'm going to try and use this to get my copy of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he succeeded. I remember uh, that. Did he? Okay, that yeah, I don't absolutely. know. But, okay, so you they, know the picture I'm talking about, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, GameStop upheld his pre-order and they gave oh, him. Oh, my God. I did, Good yeah. for him. Dude, well, I distinctly remember was... pre-ordering games like StarCraft Ghost and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, they mm-hmm. died with time. Metroid Dread. Pre-ordering. I mean, uh, nowadays, I mean, besides all the perks that you might get, you may get with pre-ordering which is i mean they give you stuff like dlc stuff right i i almost never pre-order games anymore good yeah no i don't like really. I, it's I, it almost it's almost better to either obviously get wait. you know a review code or just wait a day you know and see what the other people say see about the reviews are exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Or, but, but, it's like, more consumer friendly that way but anyway all right you guys want to talk about a really old game that has come back into the news uh, I always ta- want to talk about old games. Well, this one's, this one's not old Frank old, but it's pretty uh, old. So, uh, so Fallout 4 had some pretty interesting news this week. Um, as we Frank. know, on Fallout, uh, Fallout 4 has had very extensive mod support on PC for quite some time. Uh, and then in a totally 
I don't know what the word is. Um, out of left field? Yeah, out of left field announcement. They also released mods on the Xbox One, and they worked, and they're great, and everybody loves them. Uh, Bethesda had also promised that PlayStation 4 would be getting uh, mod support for Fallout 4. And apparently, you know, all of their fans were barking down their door saying, hey, where's the PS4 mod support? What's going on? And Bethesda released a blog post basically saying, hey, we've had Fallout 4 mods ready for the PS4 for, you know, a while now. But, you know, the executives at Sony aren't letting us use it on their platform. Like, basically, Sony is saying, no, we will not allow, you know, mod support for Fallout 4 on console. They're stonewalling them. Yeah. So this is like sort of a weird news story because I know not, you know, I, I've had my time with Fallout 4 and I'm pretty over it now. Chow, I know that you haven't played it. Um, What's Fallout 4? Yeah. But the, <laughs> I, I think this is important to mention because it's basically it, like it's just sort of like adding, you know, more kindling to this like Sony fucking up situation where it's like they're blatantly not listening to what the fans want and are you know actively shutting down you know this company bethesda trying to do something positive for their game and for their platform and sony's basically saying no we won't have it we don't really have details for why sony won't do it you know we don't know if it's because they're worried about some sort of content or if it's quality assurance thing or whatever the deal might be but the fact that they're not saying anything speaks volumes about their you know disinterest in you know satisfying their fans we have a few reasons go for we it we have a few reasons but uh did any of you watch monday's episode of the jimquisition i did yes. because this is the topic yeah he talked about okay one of the issues that he brought up was that sony really wanted to push bethesda to qu- do quality assurance on each and every mod that released to make sure i think it was that it was compatible mm-hmm. with the game base game and bethesda did not want to do that and to be quite honest, I can't blame Bethesda for not wanting that's to do that odds. in the slightest because that's a lot that's of effort. That's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. It's, you're creating way too much. Like, it's basically much, infinite like, amounts of work because people can make mods whenever they want. Yeah. You know? I mean, have you, yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't played Fallout 4, but I've seen some of the mod like YouTube stuff, and there are some crazy shit that they add onto the game, like cr- like entire segments of the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like whole new quest lines, you know, swap like new right. character skins or, you know, models or whatever. Like there's a million, billion, zillion different things that you can do with it. So I the think obligatory it, Macho Man Randy Savage mod. Yeah, exactly. And to do, to do that level of QA with like, each and every mod and then also see like i guess maybe this would be part of the uh, the process but to like see if mods interact poorly with other mods yeah i mean that that, that, that seems like an impossible task it, and it also runs completely in opposition to you know the modding scene you know what i mean like the modding scene is supposed to just be people coming up with crazy shit and then having the best content float to the top you know what i mean if your mod yeah, doesn't yeah. work then yeah. people are gonna forget about it you know open and free yeah steam workshop it's, that's why it works so well yeah yeah, or like just mods on PC in general, because like you have this platform where you're basically free to do whatever you want with your well, for the most part with your game if it's mod friendly to just kind of rebuild it and con- configure it the way you want. PlayStation's not allowing that avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's the fact that they're just not allowing the space. I think Bethesda wants two gigabytes, which, to be fair, is still like really a s- tiny, tiny amount of space for mods in general. But PlayStation wants something like 800, 900 megs, I think, of allocated mod space, if that. Yeah, that's like nothing. I can't remember the actual number, but it was something like that. Yeah. And it was like, well, how much? Something like 800 megabytes worth of space for mods. Which is uh, like literally nothing. Hang like... on, I'm going to look up the number now. Yeah. Yeah. But this is just, it's its absurd to me. It's its just like, uh, again, I think it's the lack of communication. And I think this goes, you know, this goes just the same with, um, well, I was going to say this is similar to why, you know, the the backlash for this Last Guardian delay is not great. But, I mean, they, they did basically say, hey, it's because we want to make a better game or whatever. But specifically uh, for this and one... everybody... Yeah. Sorry. No, no, but I think specifically for this one, like, if they were just to address, like, hey, this is exactly why this can't happen or why, you know, it's not going to happen right now, I just think that sort of transparency would go a long way with our customer base. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> You got that number, Frank? Disappointing news all around. No, I'm still looking for it. Okay. I have... Well, while you look, I'm going to have Shane tee us up with the, the last bit of news that we have for this week. Um, 
So if our viewers didn't know, this week was the Tokyo Game Show, which is essentially Japan's version of E3. Um, still going, actually. Still going. <clears throat> um, there's usually not as many game announcements or not anymore, but there's usually a lot of good information about new stuff. Um, and Shane actually uh, created our very first live blog for that event, uh, which you should totally check out the notes on thezerorevue.com. Uh, he basically goes through announcement by announcement, you know, in real time, like as it's happening. And it was a really cool experience. And I think it's something that we'll probably do again. Um, but yeah, Shane, do you want to walk us through what happened at the PlayStation conference at TGS? Yeah. Uh, before you do that, sorry. Before you do that, I want to confirm it is 900 megabytes on the PS4. Yeah. That's what they were allowing yeah. versus the two gigabytes yeah, right. on the Xbox One. Yeah. That's sorry. Little, sorry. Go on. No worries. So yeah, uh, Sony had their pre-TGS conference, and uh, I'm gonna be honest. I was I was uh, hoping for a little more. Um, just last year, they they had quite a bit going on. They had the old Hunters DLC get announced. Gravity Rush Two got announced. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just there was a, quite a bit going on at the last uh, last Tokyo Game Show that kind of set my expectation a little higher, especially after the lackluster uh, PS4 Pro announcement. I thought, all right, you know, wait for Tokyo Game Show. They'll have the details there not so much mostly just new trailers showing a little bit of new content for games we already knew about yeah wait gravity rush is already announced a while ago well like i said last year was gravity rush 2 oh oh last year all right yeah yeah and bloodborne is getting a new new is dlc coming out in like a month okay yeah um <laughs> but this year we got um well uh we got a new trailer for what? Uh, Final Fantasy got one. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Yay. got a new trailer. Um, a new Earth Defense Force got announced. So for people who are EDF fans, that's really exciting. Um, I played but, the one on uh, Vita, I, uh, 2017 or something. I don't know. That was a really fun game. Yeah, I, I think that's supposed to be... Uh, you know what? No, no, no. It's the PS4 version that's uh, the most highly revered at this point. Uh, oh, geez. sorry, not most highly revered, but most... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, wh uh, what else really happened? Some Vita got, colors got announced. Um, metallic red and silver. I think um, what's interesting about that announcement is that they'd be interested in doing stuff for the Vita in any way, shape, or form. Like, the fact any that... capacity yeah. at this point? Yeah, well, I know that it's still crazy, crazy popular and selling really well in Japan. Um, um you do? It is, yeah. I mean, so it, there's definitely... I mean, a, it's like the poorest, like, sold console ever. The Vita? Not ever. Not in the Japan. Vita. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, the Wii U is, but it's, like, the second to worst. The Virtual Boy? <laughs> anyway, there's, oh. there's a lot worse going on. But... All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's, it, so that was interesting to me, just that, they, um, that they're still announcing things for the Vita, just in general. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was definitely surprised when I seen that show up on screen, even though I was expecting to see a little more than just the color announcement. But hey, you know, you know, <laughs> take what you can get. Um, uh, other little weird titles got uh, announced. A new Gundam game got announced. Um, a new game in the not so, f uh, not super familiar. Um, what did I do to de to deserve this, my lord franchise? <laughs> but I played them. They're fun. I don't even <laughs> know what that game is. I did uh, yeah, same. It's called, uh, it, I love it because it's got the most ridiculous title of all time. It's called Holy Invasion of Privacy, Badman, What Did I Do to Deserve This? <laughs> no. Is that a amazing. Japanese dating sim? No, <laughs> even, nope. Uh, you play as um, an, uh, a overlord, some evil ruler, who is sending um, monsters into dungeons to kill heroes. And your objective is to kill all boss the heroes monster. in the dungeon. Okay. So, That's that sort of card game that scrubber showed me yeah maybe <laughs> so sort um, of like dungeon keeper right perhaps i don't know <laughs> I can't nope. say. okay um but uh aside from a couple of like you know here or there um announcements uh when it came to you know actual games uh they did have a pretty large focus on vr kicking it off with uh, a hilarious um resident evil collaboration with the uh, band L'Arc du Ciel. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and uh, yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> basically, they've implemented uh, 
these band members into Resident Evil uh, to make a music video for their latest song. Huh. And huh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so you'll be able to buy this VR music video when you get the PSVR and watch the band play their game in uh, Larkoon City. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah, so. fun, uh, fun fact. Uh, I think the like Capcom has been doing a lot with Resident Evil and music for the last few games. Like, actually, one of my favorite Japanese bands was uh, like very heavily marketed with Resident Evil Revelations Two. Uh, Deer and Gray is the name of the band. If anybody's Deer and Gray, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, they had. Oh, I think you sent me some of their stuff. Like the, yeah, that's a death metal guy. Yeah, right? yeah. They had a yeah. very serious, yeah. heavy-handed marketing campaign with uh, with Resident Evil Revelations Two, which I didn't know until way after the fact, which was kind of bizarre. Um, but it's interesting that they're kind of tying, you know, music to that franchise now. It's just a bit bizarre, like popular music, you know. Yeah. So that was a little weird. And then uh, from there, they went on to kind of describe other applications for PlayStation VR, being a couple of uh, of music video purposes. Um, but one thing they showed off, which I thought was hilarious personally, um, is something called Anywhere VR. And what you can do is you sit down on your couch and put on your VR headset, and you can transport to wherever you like. Would you like oh, to go that's to cool. a, uh, a beach? Go right ahead. Just have a nice scenic beach. You want to go to a flowery field? You can go, go and hang out in a flowery field. And then you can pull up your phone, and if it's uh, got, a, I guess, a particular app or some kind, in some way it's going to sync with uh, your phone. You're going to see phone, your phone? You can see your phone screen what? in VR. That's bizarre. So you can check your Twitter at the same That's time as being wild. at the virtual beach. I mean, I, when you said anywhere VR, I thought it was going to be a joke where go to the park yeah. and you're in VR. I was Stop just going to say that that episode of South Park came to mind. Yeah, where you exactly. can just walk wow, around. it looks so real, Carmen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a great episode, by the way. That was a good but, episode. Um, yeah, no, that sounds actually kind of cool. I mean, given... All the different things that you can do with like VR, uh, I'm surprised that there's not more of like a like a content base for just like just be somewhere else. You oh, know? I'm, Let's I go to the Antarctic. I guarantee that that's going to be a huge selling point oh, no, for sure. that stuff later. I think even especially I'm sure for Google Mu- um, like Google Maps. Like imagine, I feel like Google Maps would be hilarious. Like you can literally walk down mm-hmm. the road I'd... just by like. Although, you know what, I bet you they're trying to find the best way to monetize that. Because imagine the people that are like, oh, I've always wanted to, you know, go to the Eiffel Tower, but I I can't afford to go to France or whatever. But, you know, you get this VR unit and then it's like, oh, I can just like be there. I can just be on top of the Eiffel Tower. I can just be in, you know, uh, I mean, you know, wherever. Like, it's just that was like one of their that was one of their big marketing pushes for like Google Maps way back in the day, which is like. You could be anywhere, and then it goes into like Street View, and we're like, "Wow, that's cool, right?" Yeah. But, like, I see what you're saying. I but see what like, you're saying. I, I just totally, think they can take I, that to such I'm crazy just, extents. Like, imagine like the satellite that they like shoot to like the moon, and it just sticks in the moon, and there's just a 3D camera that there. That would be dope. And it's like, man, you could just cool. bam, you're on the moon. Like, holy shit! You know what I'm blowing my mind right now, Scarbo. I just I can't I, like I know that that's that has to be in the future for this. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what this is. Like it's virtual reality. You know what I mean? It's just a digital digital version of real things you know what i mean like how oh my god so i love space shit how cool would it be if one of the satellites that we have or and or the moon right they threw a camera that did the 360 view and you plug in the headset you literally are floating in space maybe you could see the space station on the side but it's an actual 360 like photo realistic well, part, part of me thinks you would just immediately would... start vomiting surprised that sorry no, sorry. Uh, I just based on that idea, I think it'd be really cool if like they rendered a 3D space. Like it's not they don't have to take photos of a space uh, like a space shuttle. Um, you can just render that in 3D space. But then all the windows are actual live like you know cameras from from what's going on out in space and actually being there. oh like a like a pseudo spaceship kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm just I'm surprised. That, uh, like, the only thing that I'm was going to say before Shane rudely interrupted me. I'm just <laughs> but uh, well, I, I'm just surprised that there's not more of like a, I don't know. I'm just surprised there's not more of like a software push or something like that. Like we've seen that like the three dimensional like paint thing with the vibe, which actually looks pretty pretty cool. Job Simulator was obviously like a, a really interesting like mechanic. It's like what do you what can you do? Let's just make some stuff that you can do. You know, the um, thing is, um, I think in America the the 
especially for something like PlayStation VR, where it's dedicated on a games console. Games, exactly. Yeah. The big push in America is going to be the games, where they can push some of these, uh, you know, more application-based ideas in Japan, where the interest is a little higher. Yeah. Like, Japanese people are going to love the idea of virtual travel because they get less um, uh, holiday. Uh, uh, as far as I understood, they get like less holiday years or holiday months. Yeah. I don't know. So they get less opportunities GTO to travel days. than other place, places yeah. in the world. So to advertise it to that market makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, that does make sense. That does make sense. I mean, like, you know, you got to get the, the, the VR units in consumers' hands, right? And so what's the fastest way to get them to consumers' hands? It's either like what? porn or pro or video games yeah exactly and they're already covering yeah. both of those fields so yeah they're <laughs> yeah. pretty much good uh, but soon i'll be able to go to space so go video games and porn yeah both soon of them push up. the market uh push, market push horizons forward, push technology <laughs> was it like what why did vh vhs win over betamax because more porn was found on vhs i think that's right yeah. i believe i heard I that think, yeah yeah and then people were like holy shit the porn industry Pushes technology, which is, I mean, that makes it's sense. Actually, it makes like, total sense. I wouldn't have a GPS in my phone had it not been for porn. No, I'm just <laughs> also, uh, you probably so have a GPS last... in your phone to find the porn. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, shame. The last couple of, like, yeah. keynote things, possibly. Like, I mean, I mean, a couple, quite a bit happened during the conference, but the last three major-ish things that, that really happened... Uh, or one's not major, it's just noteworthy, um, is, uh, I'll just say that one first, is Kojima came on stage to say the title of his game again. Um, Wait, oh, hang on one second. We're currently experiencing... Art. Oh, wait, hang on, Shane, uh, can you start one more time, please? I'm sorry. No, no worries. Uh, There was no new trailer, but there was definitely, like, like two pieces of little chibi art to demonstrate uh, the concepts of how they want the combat to work. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so so to you, the best of your ability, describe what the chibi arts were doing and how the combat works. So the chibi chibi art number one was showing how conventional game combat works by showing two players poking each other with sticks. Okay. Um, okay. Meaning that you know, other players will attack each other and and hurt each other. And in Death Stranding's multiplayer, characters will be interconnected through strands. So it showed a picture of a whole bunch of characters holding hands, all connected by a rope, and looking like they're about to jump rope. Okay. <laughs> That's about as much as I can give you. It's Kojima. He just doesn't give definitives at all. It's ridiculous. It's but when, when can I be Norman Reedus and hold babies? Or does I come into the car? He has. He doesn't know either. Oh. <laughs> God damn it, this is like one of the. Um, like, see, I'm glad that he did not give us a date for this game because, like, if he I did, mean, it would. Gonna, we would just be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Again. Just yeah. like all the other hype trains that we talked about. All the about. others. Oh man. Yeah. Poor, so, unfortunately, man. poor Kojima for having this uh, this expectation put upon him, considering he wanted to stop making games for a while, but. Oh well. I thought, oh, I thought he wanted just to make different games. No, he wanted to stop. He, in fact, when he came out on stage at TGS, he said, "I wanted, to take, a, I wanted to take a break from games, but so many people wanted me to make more that I couldn't say no." <laughs> I mean, if you're in demand, man, you gotta strike the iron when it, while it's hot, you know? Like, definitely, yeah. no, totally. As long as it doesn't drive you mentally insane. Yeah. No, men, men, sanity secondary. Sanity overrated. To money, you know, you just gotta. Make that, get, make just, that catch. Yeah, just get paid. Just make that catch. Get, get paid. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, do man. work, get paid. So, t- uh, oh, what I will say holla, is that holla, uh, get, holla. they are that. having another. Uh, they're having another event for Death Stranding later this weekend, uh, that where they're going to talk about it more. But I'm really not hopeful. I sat through an entire Comic Con panel where all he did was show off the new logo for his company that's completely unrelated to the game, and then kind of twiddle his thumbs around the topic of talking about the actual game. So It was a cool logo, though. I mean, it's a I, very want cool logo. Sure, I want that on a shirt. It also makes why. me think of Dark Souls mixed with Zone of Enders. I, th- I think it's really hard to expect much out of Kojima at this stage. I mean, he's like fresh but then off he that con. Be talking. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. It's just like, you know, he's kind of put himself in this position where he's like, oh man, like, now people know that I'm making this game and I have to 
kind of like ride this out as long as I can. But like, I mean, <laughs> realistically, so this guy opened, he opened his studio less than six months ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They just decided what engine they want to use. Yeah. This game is nowhere near ready. And we're Which is a shame because the Fox engine is just event. so good. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, it's such a good engine. I can't get right? over how well it runs on my computer. Yeah. I'm so excited like, for that new Metal Gear so Solid good. game. And Not yet they couldn't, they couldn't get the uh, Metal Gear Rising to work with Fox engine. Well, Metal Gear Rising came out before a Fox engine was developed because that was done by Platinum. I'm gonna be honest. The, with no, you. but they were they were developing Fox Engine at the same time as the original Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, okay. And then they that turned awesome. they failed at that. They were gonna cancel the game, but then they handed it off to Platinum, who made Metal Gear, well, uh, the the proper Metal Gear Revengeance, app, whatever. Yeah. Um, Revengeance. It, yeah. Oh man, what was it called before? I think it was Metal Gear Solid Rising. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, point is, uh, they couldn't get the Fox engine to work with that because uh, of particle stuff. I don't know what it was, but um, it doesn't matter. It run, runs great for Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, so. I'm gonna be honest um, with you. I freaking love you... Metal Gear Solid Revenge or Metal Gear Rising. Like, oh, so do I. It's uh, an excellent it's game. Like one of the best games I've played in a long time. It's a really, really good game. Wait, did you Did you hear that? Uh, Metal Gear Survive. I know. I know. Hold on. Metal Gear Survive. Is, like they're actually gonna have actual gameplay for us to see this Saturday. Oh, I really yeah. don't care. Okay. Hard. I mean, well, it's, made by, it's made by the same. It's made by the Metal Gear Solid Five team minus Kojima. So the only thing that's gonna survive Metal Gear Solid Survive is gonna be my wallet. <laughs> wow. Got him. How many jokes? Um, how many jokes do you think have come out on the internet with Survive and its title because of it? Oh, I'm sure. I don't know. I haven't looked any up. Um, I'm gonna do a segue now. Speaking of wallet surviving, I just found this out on the internet and be really remiss of me not to mention this, but all Battlefield 4 expansion packs are free on all platforms until September 19th as a celebration of Battlefield 1 coming out next month. Oh, wow. Well, that's a fun So, fun if you own Battlefield 4 and you need expansion packs and you don't have them yet, now's your chance to get them on all platforms. Awesome. Cool. Wait, so sorry. Scribo. I'm gonna. Sorry to take over your your job there, Skirmo. That's, no, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. <laughs> How much more um, time do we have, by the way? Uh, we are pretty much right at the end right now. <laughs> right, so Shane, you're about to say something. Yeah, well, since we were talking about Platinum, I was going to mention the last two noteworthy worthy things out of TGS, which was um, uh, a new Grand Blue, Grand Blue Fantasy game got announced, being made by um, Platinum Games, as an actual action RPG. And the Grand Blue franchise, as far as I understand it, has always just been an iOS mobile title for Square? Weird. I don't recall. Uh, it's, it's been this uh, like card game title for, the, for iOS, but now it's become so popular that they've got Platinum now making a full action RPG out of it, and it looks stellar. Okay. Really? Hmm. Yeah, like check out that trailer. Um, yeah, the game looks super, super cool. Give me the, give me the name Fantasy. one more time. It's Grand Blue Fantasy Relink? Relink. Project Relink. Okay. Project Relink. That's what it was. Okay. Always down to check out new uh, stuff from Platinum for sure. Absolutely. No, you, know what I, you know what I want to know? I, the next title coming from from software, I really want to know what they're working on. Like, I feel like uh, I feel like the next game that they're going to make you is going to You think it's going to be like a sequel kinda... to Bloodborne? Or... No, 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 I don't think so. I'm actually really excited that it's going to be something completely different. At least that's what I feel like they're trying to go for. It might not be completely different, maybe something similar with the same mechanics, but I don't know. Maybe it's like a space shooter. If you, you ever, if you ever I thought I heard that their... they were... Oh, man. Go ahead, Scarborough. No, I was just going to say, if you think about like their, their history with games, like they've had a very bizarre you know, set of titles come out under them. It. It's like... You, you've got the whole Souls series, Demon Dark, right, uh, right, right. you know, and Bloodborne, Bloodborne. But then you think before that, and they had 3D dot game heroes, which was awesome. Um, before that, you had Lost Kingdoms 1 and 2. Um, like, there, there's just all these weird... It's very crazy different genres. Yeah. It's a it's huge like, range. They've just done some pretty strange They're stuff. They're like... The Leonardo DiCaprio of video game studios. <laughs> exactly. There's like a lot of that. range there. There's a lot of range. Exactly like that. Uh, what were you saying, Shane? Uh, I was, I was going to say, I believe, uh, I don't have any source to back me up right now, but I believe I heard that their next effort is delving into VR. Um, 
uh, which would fit a lot of their old franchises relatively well. Some of their first-person dungeon crawler survival titles like Kingsfield and whatnot. True, true. Uh, but, uh, and then it would also be true, fitting true. of their Armored Core franchise if they decide to go that yeah, route Yeah, they as did well. make, what was it, Armored Core Nexus was them? And Armored Core uh, 4? You tell me. I have Armored Core 4. I know that that was them. Uh, I believe they also did Nexus, which was a PS3 exclusive title. Oh my god, what? Hold on. What just happened? Oh my goodness. USB my headphones just died. Wow, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I had was to. Horrified. Yeah, I, I had to am jump I'm really sorry about that. I don't know what happened. The USB just. I have to reset my headphones. We're good now. We're good. Everything's fine. We're fine here. Um, how are you? All right. So I'm going to cut that part of the audio out, but I'm yeah. just going to say, uh, yeah, so Frank's uh, USB mic messed up and we just heard demons be born. <laughs> that was horrifying. <laughs> that was very weird. In other words, I opened up a door in my bedroom yeah. and uh, business That's even more horrifying. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think All we've right. reached the end of episode 45 <laughs> yeah, of the great. TZR podcast. That was a very weird note to end on, but there it is. Hopefully no nightmares for You know when demons usher out of, like, one of the podcasty closets, that's probably time to wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so I'll much for joining up. us. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining <laughs> us. I want to uh, thank all of our listeners uh, for checking us out this week. You Be sure to check out thezerreview.com for all of our awesome news and reviews coming out this week. We have a ridiculous amount of, of uh, new reviews coming out before this weekend, so be excited for those. Uh, we've also got a new episode of Long Story Short and Checkpoint coming out this weekend. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to reach us at uh, podcast at com. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Chow, for hanging out with me tonight. You're very welcome. You're always All welcome. Right. All right, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. <laughs>